Episode 59 with CC Shell on the Nine Point Start the Dream Podcast. Welcome to Nine Point Started with a Dream Podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacoby Gillum. This episode, we have CC Shell, and even if you talk to somebody and you just know, like, yo, they're really smart. And with CC, you can just tell that she's on her game with everything across the board. So she has a thing that she started called Just KTF. And it stands for Just Keep the Faith. And it's about, it's a movement. It's about empowering, you know, the youth to really, and parents to kind of understand a lot of the things that most athletes don't know. You know, that, that, that may hurt opportunities in the future. So... With her, it's just great to kind of just hear how she got this vision and she's just running with it, you know, and she is in law school. She, you know, she's doing all these other things and it's like, man, you know, she's on a big thing. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and just kind of just learn from her journey and let's get to it. So Cece, the question that everyone comes on is when you're younger as an athlete, what's one of your bigger journey goals you want to achieve? Um, I, I wanted to be a neurologist, a pediatric neurologist, honestly. Um, my mom is a doctor and so growing up I thought I wanted to be a pediatric neurologist so I made sure or my parents put me into things to prepare me for that preparation is very key so I learned sign language I learned how to play the violin I learned to play the piano I learned how to sew and you may think that's a lot but like the whole point of that was to get skillful with my hands you know because if I'm going to be a neurologist you your, your hands are are your are the tools for you to be able to do what you're doing because one wrong move can make a, a life-threatening decision you know so mm-hmm. knowing that early on on preparation I, I think that helps so doing that and then on top of playing sports um got me to college you know so but I knew that even though I had good grades and the academics and all those outside extracurricular activities playing sport also got me to college to play and paid for school but then when I got to college, being a student athlete, there's no student <laughs> to the athlete part. So like all that stuff that I thought I want to do went out the window. I took biology. I think the deal breaker for me was organic chemistry. I was oh, Ochem. I had a lot of friends <laughs> in Ochem and I heard, heard some stories that, that, and though. Yes. I was like, and then on top of that, you never in class, you were a student athlete. So, you know, unfortunately, like we always had away games or home games and then you have this practice and you practice like three times a day you may have one long real practice but you had weights then you had like one-on-one individuals so it was always something and it kind of took away the time for me to study so like every time I had to go study on my own either a I didn't really know what was going on or two I wasn't even in the mood so it was like I wasn't learning what I needed to learn to still procure the doctor that I thought I wanted to be. So that went out the window. So those youthful dreams um, of me being a neurologist got deferred, being nope. a student athlete. That's <laughs> awesome that, that for you, that you're, you're, you're thinking sports just a way for you to get to the dream. You know, it was, it was, just, it was just like that, the road, roadmap for you. Yeah, but I think also it's also different because being a female athlete, um, we don't have the same um, opportunities that male athletes have. So yes, I probably put in much work or even more work than a lot of these guys 
male athletes do. But however, still to this day, women still have to go four years in college to even get drafted. And then if we get drafted, let's just say in the WNBA, the number one pick only caps at $60,000. Like, so you, we making the same amount of money as the person actually graduating. If not, they probably could be making more. So you're telling me that I had to go to school, get the good grades to stay eligible for four years, and then to still pursue a goal that I've been playing my whole entire life, I only get $60,000 for it? Yeah, I think that's, like, crazy. So it's just unfortunate that I put as much work at a younger age just as much as a male athlete, and we don't get rewarded for that. So I think that equal pay, you know, there's been recent talks about that needs to change, but that should have been something a long time ago, you know? Yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> No, Anthony talked about it because I never thought about it that way in a sense of, you know, like you can go four years, get drafted and make how much somebody else coming in like an entry level job and not have much room for advancing with the with the sport. No, exactly. And then on top of that, we have no advancement in education either. Because if I tell you I didn't go to class and I stayed for four years and majority of those four, four years was practicing individual for the school to make money and for me to get better to advance myself in the sport. However, what else did I learn? So I went to the same classes that the same people who weren't student athletes were in. And now they have the tools that they need. Not only do they get the degree, now they can get a job after, you know, college. Where if a, a female goes and, and gets drafted or plays, continues to play the sport, when they do decide to, all right, what's my next career? What, I mean, which way do you go? You know, and then think if you've been playing 10 years after or six to 10 years after you graduated. And so if that's all you know, what do we have to fall back on? Or where do we know, especially if you never had a resume, you have no experience, nothing, you don't even know what it is that you're interested in, and then you're just stuck. And then you're like, dang, I really wish I paid attention in <laughs> chemistry class so I can actually go be a doctor or something. So it's unfortunate. It's like a double, not only say a double standard, but a catch 22. You know, it's like you go, you get school paid for, but do we really get the education that people talk about? Like, student-athletes should get paid. I'm, I'm, I'm on a different scale. When I was playing, that was back in 2004, 2005. Yeah, I can see, okay, you get money for all the things necessary, yes. But, like, 10 years later, 15 years later, it's not the same. You know, the economy is different. The The college sport is totally different now. So, if I know it was time consuming then, just imagine what what it is now for these players. So they should be rewarded, especially if they get injured or they play and then they leave and they don't have experience. What do they have to fall back on? So it's just, it's different. Definitely. I know for me, because all the walk-ons, I kind of thought both sides of it a little bit, you know, like I was paying to be there and then I was on the team. I was like, man, it's a different lifestyle on both sides when it comes to just how your thinking is when it comes to just everyday process. So for sure. So for you, where did you go to school at? I went to Florida State. I went to, so I had a different, uh, interesting journey. So I actually um, graduated high school early and I got an offer to start college early. So I actually started at Western Kentucky. Never heard of Western Kentucky. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm from Indianapolis. So I started at Western Kentucky, didn't know. I went there, saw what it was about. I started my pre-med classes early. 
so I can start getting those out the way. And then I just wasn't happy. I just was like, no, this isn't for me. So then I transferred to Florida State. So I played soccer, I played basketball, and I transferred to um, Florida State to continue to play um, soccer. And um, yeah, that's where I ended up. That's where I, I so, finished. So for you, I know, cause like, cause you had like this, this mindset, I wanna go, I wanna be in med school type stuff. So when you were going about your athletic journey, was how how was that process for you just the recruiting process and just kind of finding a school that fit the needs academic wise as well well it's interesting that you asked that because i didn't know then what i know now and mm-hmm. i think which we'll probably touch on later of what inspired me to start my business to start my group and what i found what my calling was um after <laughs> my deferment from uh the med track but um so I didn't, I didn't know then what I know now. And then although I had an older brother that also um, played in college, he played at Marshall, he played soccer. Um, you know, my parents before my brother, I mean, he wasn't heavily recruited as heavily recruited as I was. And I say that in a humble way. Low-key, um, low they were looking <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry, Nathan. Um, but no, so he... It was really my dad. So since my mom was a doctor, my dad had more flexibility with him being a um, working in finance for a hospital. He had more flexibility when it came to um, taking us to our games and things like that. So my dad was always taking me to my games. Um, I played on really competitive national teams, um, but we weren't really educated in what we were doing. We were going to like the tournaments that we needed to be at. Um, we were being put in place. So yeah, letters started coming in, but I didn't really know the process of, oh, I didn't know I could market myself. I didn't know I could negotiate money deals or I didn't know I could, I didn't know I could know these different things to use as leverage for me to go to certain schools. Um, And then let's just add an injury, right? I tore my ACL my sophomore year going to my junior year. And so like a lot of schools that I were highly recruited at, when they heard that I tore my knee, they were retracting, redacting their offers or lowering their, the amount that they were giving me. So it was just different. And so because I graduated early, even though I may have offers from other places and this school was like, go early. My parents were like, why stay out of school for, you know, two semesters when you could just start, you know, your med school early, <laughs> ideally. So that is why I chose that school. But I, like I said, I never knew anything about West Kentucky. Like it was like, okay, they're in Kentucky. I'm in Indiana. I'm just going to go ahead and go there. Um, but I didn't really know much about it. So we didn't, we didn't, I didn't know. We didn't know. And even with the parents and yeah, you could be the newspaper and yeah, you're getting offers from here and here and here. Like I didn't understand the magnitude. Like now I'm at the point where I like, I wish I kept those letters, you know, just to have to say like, yo, I used to get letters from everybody type of thing. Like, I didn't know the importance of that. I didn't know the magnitude of it. I just knew that I wanted to go to school and playing the sport paid off because it got me a scholarship, you know? But I didn't, we didn't know the process. We did not know the process. And it was just like, oh, okay, we can go to school early. And that's where I chose. And then when I got there, it was like, oh no, this ain't for me. What was I thinking? And that's when I transferred. But then you got to worry about the transfer rule you know something else that you don't even know because if you go to this conference you got to sit out or if you go here you got to sit out a whole nother year so it's a whole different ball game it just luckily me going to Florida State 
the original head coach that was there prior left. So then you got another coach that came in. It was a national coach. And then it came to like about relationships of how you got it in that way. So really you were using the system the way you use the system, but it was like learn as you go versus mm-hmm. it being let's play the game. Just like how they play the game with us. We didn't know. So because of that, I think is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing now, because just imagine if that was 15 years ago, imagine what people with parents, especially single parents that may not even go into their child's game and don't even really understand how they're being highly recruited and don't know the rules, the laws, the policies, the compliance to not jeopardize their child's future. So Definitely. that's where my inspiration is coming from now. I love that because it's so true. There's, there's so many of us that don't know what we don't know. The just, like, just keep the faith, right? just kcf for short so yeah keep the faith so so how did that come about um before i had keep the faith i had this company that i initially started because i'm all about prosperity and making it being successful starting your brand so i don't know why it came into my spirit but it used to be called prosperity management and prosperity of course is prosperity and and Mm -hmm. advantage so that's what I was going by. But as time was going on, you know, it's just like some, you have some brands where people still can't say the brand correctly. But I think it was just after a while where you're dealing with people who didn't really know how to really say it. So I think I kind of wanted to change it and make it more fitting for me. And so I always kept saying, keep the faith, keep the faith. And you know, that's a normal saying. So something that I, I wanted to show the strength of my branding and my skills to take a common phrase that everyone says casually however you take it normally and brand it we're in a way when anytime someone says keep the faith i'm the first person you think like that's where i want to take you and i've actually done that because now i have pretty much given faith the logo because now it's federally trademarked keep the faith i see i see you right right so it's like that branding i'm trying to brand it so powerful so even if people just Say the phrase, keep the faith. My goal is for my company to grow so big that even if you just say the word, keep the faith, I'm the first thing you come to mind. For example, you may say bad boy, but when I think of bad boy subliminally or impliedly, I'm going to think of Diddy. Okay. Even though he may not go by that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. you, You talk about, oh, I just, you know, rock nation randomly that's already the brand association to jay-z so now we got keep the faith when someone regularly say says it now you have associated with cc so i I respect that because like for nine point i use dream chasers don't you think Mm -hmm. you can dream don't you think about nine point chasing your dream so you went to law school right yes i'm in law so you're like you're like a book you're like grade a on everything because you you know what's, what's going on Literally. And before law school, I got two masters. So, honey, like, we we out here doing this. So I don't need anyone to test my credibility. She doesn't know what she's doing. And before I even got that, because you have a lot of people that are in the sports entertainment industry that have no degree. So it's not necessary for you to have a degree. Now, it depends if you want to be an agent, um, depending on what sport. If you want to be an agent, they are saying the minimum you have to, you do have to have a master's degree, a minimum now. Um, but you know, there's exceptions to the rule, like Jay Z, 
because he doesn't have a master's or a college degree at that. But they'll now say they'll stretch it for similar experience. But he's JT, yeah. so you won't <laughs> you're gonna give it yeah. to him, even though he's the agent. But um, no. So I have two masters. I have a sports marketing degree and I have a sports finance degree. And now I have a law degree that um, with a focus in intellectual property. And for people who don't know what intellectual property is, that is like trademarks, copyrights, patents, um, with the emphasis also with blockchain and that. So I'm really trying to do a new wave, do a new using cryptocurrency, using blockchain to help support and protect my future clients, you know, a way where you're keeping the money in-house. You're not even going through an um, intermediary to source your funds. So everything that you make, anything that you create, you're generating. I mean, you're the one who did all the work, so you should be the one that should be compensated the most, you know? And so I think that's what's going to make me different and the reason why I learned it. So yes, not only do I know legal now and compliance, um, I also, you can add the financial literacy piece and you can also add the marketing. So when I say that I keep the faith group is a, so I have a business, keep the faith group. And then I also have a nonprofit that I started, which is called keep the faith and faith stands for fighting adversity and hardship. So people may say, Oh, like, what if we're not a Christian or what if it doesn't really have to be a faith based thing is faith just has its own acronym. It doesn't, you could believe in what you want to believe in, but just know, I'm going to put on the record, like, I believe in God, and that's what I stand for, but that doesn't necessarily mean what the company is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The company just has faith in it, but faith stands for fighting adversity in the hardships. And the only way to endure adversity is, guess what? You got to keep the faith. You got to keep the faith. I love that. Keep the faith. So, so for you, this whole journey for you, right, it was, it was you, you, were, you were always thinking, I'm more than an athlete. You know, you were thinking, y'all thinking that I, I want to show my worth in other, other ways and other values. So for you, if, guess where, if anyone listening right now that's an athlete, I want to kind of have this kind of impact that you're having, you know, that doing more than just their sport, but kind of in the old, like whole world around, how do you say go about that? Um, by doing it. I think with my story of saying, yes, I played and put in the time to be an athlete but by the time it came from that withdrawal period of like you're no longer playing it was like what now what are you what am I supposed to do and so because of that what now period I had to figure out how to move forward and no one was telling me how to move forward it was just like you just got to move forward and it that withdrawal period I'm, I'm sure you probably went through it's very difficult because if that's all you've known and you're like on a clockwork where it was like you had practice, you study, class, practice, study, like, and you've been doing that since three, someone mm -hmm. like me, to, you know, teenage years and still doing yeah. it in the college, you know, you're young adult now, like, that's like clockwork. And mm -hmm. so then when you remove one, it's like, yo, I feel like to this moment, I still feel awkward. And people like, you know, the non-student athletes, I feel like is different. And I, every time I go on an interview, I said, I treat everything. It's difficult. I may think different, but I feel like if I don't have a lot going on, it doesn't feel the same because it's, since I've been three, it, that has been it's the been flow. Man, so time, you got to get to AYMBCD. Yeah. And if you remove that, it's like, okay, something's not in order. And so it, it takes a while for me to be able to adjust. 
And so I just had to fill that void. And I knew, all right, if med school is not going to be for me, what can I do to still make my parents happy? But what can I still do that I enjoy? And I was like, I've been playing sports. I know that I know I can write. I can do all these creative things. I just never had a chance to do it. So what can I do um, to pursue that? And that's when I ended up getting the master's and getting the experience working with ESPN, working with Vanderbilt, working in football offices, working in climate uh, compliance, working in sales. So all the experience I've had gave me skill sets. And it's like, yo, I could do this. And then I just went from there. And then here I am. And so I took everything that I've learned and turn it into a business. I mean, that's what everyone should be able to do. Take something that you're good at and, and make it a business. And now with all these free tools that we have from Instagram to Facebook to YouTube, I mean, look how many people are going viral so e easily. There's no excuse so now. At all. I'm just trying to figure it out, though. Look, yeah. I know the tools to use, but I'm trying to be like y'all and get some followers. But I told myself, because I've heard you can buy them and you can do all that, but I genuinely do not want to, only for the fact because I want to see my growth. I want to truly say that I know that I earned that because people really, truly are following me. People are truly understanding what it is that I stand for, and they support that. And then you build your brand. It's the only way for that brand to be as strong as it is. Like, you can't bend corners and expect to get far because it's always going to catch up to you. And that's what sucks because now we live in a world where I can't go anywhere without someone asking me my handle. And it kind of gets kind of scary because it's like, oh, I can bring a lot to the table, but if I don't have 200 plus thousand followers, you don't want to engage in conversation with me anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, uh, and I think too, like on, on the whole buying follower thing, it, it loses the authenticity. You know, yes. it, it, it loses, because in the day, if you're, like, if you're just chasing likes and, and like that, you don't really have a, a brand because you can always you know but but someone can comment and say cc iris i want to keep the faith that's saying yo they they get my purpose and my value while we're doing this so i say you just just keep going you know just keep being authentic with it because they're gonna come you know they have to because look at you you know you're 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 they're saying i'm gonna i know where i'm going i'm gonna achieve it regardless so you got right. it and i feel like the vision is bigger and the only way to build the brand is the Bible says, that's just because it's me, yeah. my company, but the Bible says, build it. He told Noah, right? Build that art. Mm -hmm. Build it, they will come. And I know our flesh right now, it, it hurts because you see it, you, you've given a vision and then it's like not happening. But then what I've learned is just to listen and be still and just know that everything he has told me is just, it's going to come to pass, but it's going to take time. So don't go left. Don't go right. Don't get weary because it will happen but yes at times you are gonna doubt sometimes it's gonna be hard but you just gotta understand that if you keep the faith and you keep fighting those hard times and those adversities you will endure um you will endure and you're gonna come out on top i mean and i think because of that value it helps a lot like for example these young guys that could be highly recruited or not even highly recruited well, okay, highly recruited, but they also, at the age of 12, have are so much of highly recruited and so much media, get so much media attention that you already know that they're going to be a top pick in the draft, right? So because of that, 
you're going to have agents coming at you. You're going to have all these people that are going to solicit you and say, hey, mom and dad, let me give you $100,000. Make sure you sign with me in a couple years. So all those things are jeopardizing, you know, this child's future because, first of all, he still has to go to school. Mm-hmm. And now if, if, it, if it finds out, the NCAA finds out that you've taken impermissible benefits or taken the money, let's just say, and they find out, now you've lost your eligibility. And you can't even go to college to play to get you to the league. And that's more, per se, football, because now they change the rules for basketball. If you're considered elite players, you don't actually have to go. Um, But not knowing that just for a quickie, you know, because if you didn't have $100,000 in your bank. Yeah, you in the hood, you're thinking, isn't it? Yeah, $100,000, yeah, we're going to take it. Not understanding the consequences, you know? So – the value of keep the faith and having someone like me to educate mom and dad is like, be patient because if these people are coming to you, obviously you are a hot commodity. Obviously the world sees what you're bringing to the table. That is why they're trying to solicit you now early on because they want to make sure they get their golden ticket. So if you can recognize that, then that means you have something. So hold out. All you got to do is keep the faith. By keeping the faith, I'm saying, listen to someone like me that's going to educate you and say, hey, don't risk it by taking this, right? If you don't take it and you still sign with this school and you do your one and done, boom, in that one year or so, you could be going from someone offering you $100,000 to $100 million in one year if all you had to do was keep the faith and just wait. You know what I'm saying? But because you wanted money so quickly, you have now jeopardized $100 million for a quick return. And, and and you may get caught. So mm-hmm. $100,000 may not even go to anything because you have to return it or something, you know? Or the feds are going to come get you. The taxes, they like... Exactly. So it's not even worth it. And so with Keep the Faith, from the nonprofit standpoint and, only, and for my own practices, that's where I come in to educate these young guys and um, young gals and also the coaches, the mentors, because I can't always be around. So at least I can provide resources and tools to coaches and mentors to all these people that are going to be in front of these people. But I have all the resources and tools and everything you need that you can learn on yourself to educate because I can't reach everybody, but at least I can create something that I can hand to you and then you can learn it and then you can share it. But that's all we need. We need this, that we need something to be able to share. And then once you share, it gets, spread it and that's how the brand enhances one and then two I've done my due diligence because we're mitigating risk we're mitigating violations and sanctions by schools so you don't have to worry about getting sanctions and then you are mitigating jeopardizing your your life if you're saying that you wanted to do this your whole entire life and you took a shortcut are you going to make it and then it's going to be I should have would have could have you should have just kept the faith all along. <laughs> you the faith. Trust the yeah. process. Trust the process. Yeah. Should have, could have, would have. You should have just kept the faith. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, like uh, I like that. <laughs> write it down. <laughs> write it down. I am. Write down. So, so with, with you, with this whole keep the faith movement, how are you doing? I know like I, I saw you at the, um, it was the Global Fourth Institute. You know, out here at, at, at the ASU, and you were talking and, and what you're doing. So, so for you, how do you how do you want to go about achieving this? Um. So, 
legally we've done all the legal documents, you know, the LLC, the 501c3 filing, um, all those, and we did trademark. So we have a trademark. Yes. Keep the faith, um, is now um, gonna be federally trademarked. So you guys can take that. And if you do try to take it, honey, I'm coming for you. <laughs> so watch out. Um, but because of that, now it's like, okay, boom, I have my establishment. I've already bringing marketing to the table, PR to the table. Um, now we're adding law, legal. Now we're adding um, finance. So I feel like I'm a whole package. And even if someone wanted to hire a financial advisor, that's fine. If someone wanted to hire another attorney, that's fine. But I want people to understand that that is where my mind is, that I have each of those things that I think of. So any decision that I make, I've already thought about the money because that's where the finance background comes from. I've already thought about the legality about it because that's where the legal part comes from. I've already thought about the branding or the marketing from it because that's where the background comes from. Um, so the business decisions, I can properly advise you or consult on the decisions that you want to make on a business level. You know, so I feel like it's a bigger thing where, yes, I don't have to be your FA. Yes, I don't have to be, which I'm not, you know, a certified financial advisor, but I don't have to be your financial advisor. I don't have to be your publicist. I don't have to do your marketing. I don't have to do all those things, but just know if you want to start a business or you had an idea about these different things, I can advise you in the best way possible in a competent legal way that will have your best interest in mind. And I think that's where I stand for. So it doesn't have to be one service that you can get from me. You can get a one-stop shop in inclusive, exclusive on top of that type of um, representation for me. Um, I'm, I mean, I mean to hire you. You, you should. I mean, this is how relationships yeah. are. You know. Um, matter of fact, can I can I put this on the record? Can yeah, I? Yeah, sure. Record. I don't know. I I didn't get permission. Um, but I saw one of your postings the other day that you did. Um, uh, basketball player Chris Chris Baines. Yeah, Charles Baines. Yeah. Charles Charles. I said Chris. See, I'm already messing up. Forgive me, uh, Charles. Yeah. And it was interesting because I think he had, he said something called keep the faith. And I was like, oh, he needs to be joining the team. So I've actually been in like small talks to get him to be a part of it. So, I mean, it's that divine connection. You know, you could be a client too. You can also help keep the faith on the nonprofit side as well. I can use as much help and hands-on as possible. And I can also do your services too. So yes, Definitely. I'm getting clients from you already. Hey, that's what it's all about, you know, because a lot of time the knowledge is so divided, right? And it's like, it's like the knowledge isn't even accessible. And I think like being able to kind of share, share people like you, like athletes that have been there that know the struggles up and down to say, hey, I want to help you get right. You right. know, and I, I think it's so powerful what you're doing with Keep the Faith because what you're doing, you're starting with the youth and building up. And that's where the knowledge can really just have an impact and we can get them young so i love what you're doing thank you yeah for sure get them young because i feel like you reach one you teach one you know mm -hmm. um, or is it teach one reach one i don't know but either way they both work either way to do but i think it's just the youth are going to be our next leaders and it's just unfortunate because like for me i'm tired of hearing watching the news and then it's 
you know, you hear another student athlete or athlete, let's just say, fall to misfortune, you mm-hmm. know, because you didn't know, or you, or you may have knew and you still decided to do that. But also what gets me is not, I don't just blame the athlete. I'm also at the point where I'm, I'm kind of getting on the coaches or the mentors, the trainers before they even got to those positions. Y'all are the most, you're going to be the, the mentors or the trainers or the main people that are going to be around these players. So why don't you know? Because if they're going to look up to you more than they may, their parent or whoever's their guardian, you should be also equipped with these things because they're going to value your decision. I'm sure that you had a heavy decision on what choice they decided to go to what college. They said, hey, coach, I got off from here and here. I'm sure your decision probably persuaded him or her more to lean a certain way because of what you thought. So if you have that much weight and that much power of influence, why why can they not learn the exact same things to be instilling? Because there's no way that you're telling me the same kid you just had a year ago is now in college, has an interaction with a young lady, and now he's in court for alleged rape. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we not even having, from a man to man, why are you not having these conversations with these young boys to say, all right, you're going to go to college. Women are going to come at you. They're going to do these things. I just don't understand why that talk, even if it's not coming from a parent. Yeah, so so props to you on that for sure. So at ASU, you won this award, right? Mm-hmm. You're pumped. I'm around next to you. How'd it feel? Um, it felt really good. It felt good for many reasons because this Keep the Faith has been in my phone. First of all, it was in my head. Thank God for iPhones. I have an iPhone mm-hmm. and you got the note section. I don't think I should get my secrets away because if somebody like steal my phone. Oh, I'm the same way. I'm scared. I got to lock it down. Right, right. So I may need to sink it and put it somewhere else now that I'm <laughs> But um, yeah, so it's different. I feel like when it's your baby, like I'm old, I'm still old school. Like I still have to have my notepad my journal like not even a I don't want to say a journal like a notebook I write anything I think of I just write I, I like writing and and creative and maybe that's just me you know I don't I don't know the word to use but um I write I have a lot of sticky notes I have like I just always thinking but um but because of that I in my note section I've always said, this is what I want to do. I have my five-year plan or 10-year plan, but it's not really said this is 10 years. This is five years. This is just what I know of what I want to do. Um, and so it just feels good to be able to cross something out. So in my Keep the Faith, I actually use cartoon characters, right? Mm-hmm. So I have animation. Um, and, and I thought, why keep buying licenses for other other people's likeness i think this is where the ip comes in but i've already thought about this a long time ago before i got ip but i was like why keep buying people's likeness um their images and then just using it as stock photos for my website or whatever when i can create my own um so i knew that i wanted to create my own images and so i knew that i wrote them down this is kind of ideally what i wanted to look i met this artist eric he's actually in nashville tennessee actually i've never met him in real life i saw him on ig actually and i reached out to him and it's amazing when you know you're talented that i've never met this person i took something conceptually in my head and brought it to life 
he brought it to life mm -hmm. but the fact that everything is how I wanted to look from the color of the hair to the freckles to the eye being left or right whatever I was able to share that with him and he was able to make it come to life and we went through multiple stages you know to get there um oh and he did sign a work made for hire so that's actually my copyright <laughs> just talking about <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you, you own it. Uh, oh yeah, that's I'm the owner of this work. Um, even though he did it, but that's different. It's the legal matter. So off the record off that. But um, so it actually came to life, right? And so because it came to life and I saw it and I have these images, I look at it all the time and I'm like, wow, like something that I've always knew that I wanted to to come to life and always wanted to accomplish, it came. And that's just, and that was just one thing, just bringing them to life. Now I see what they look like. That was one thing that I could check off on my list of things that I've always wanted to accomplish. You know, there's like people who I want to make it to the league and they make it to draft night. That was just one of those draft night moments for me as, as little as it is. That was just something that I've always said that I wanted to, to happen. I got it done. And because of that, the next step is like, all right, we got to create the entity. Now we're building this arc, right? We're building this arc for people to come so I can have people um, enjoy it. And so now I have the cartoon characters and met this gentleman that I've never even met still to this day, um, created that. They are now the images. And so the purpose of me doing that is also using it as branding because they're also going to be the images that I'm going to use for all of my stuff and all the things that I'm going to be doing. And then I'm going to strongly implement. It's going to be here, 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 here. But then one day, those same images that you see, guess what? They're going to start talking. Um, so now we put something, and we, now we're going to put it in animation. And now we're going to put it in a cartoon. And now you're going to be in a kid's mailbox at McDonald's. I love it. You get what I'm saying? You're smart. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it I, I just I, I love your ambition and just like how I, I don't know how to say it but like you're you're thinking forward in a sense of yeah you have to and to completely answer your question that you originally asked me the reason why I feel so good about that moment is because something that I've always said years ago we could go back to 2008 probably then because that was when Prosperidad when I was originally Prosperidad management where I did all-star games under that name too shout out to Brian Collins um he is now the head coach at Tennessee State University men's team um but Music City all-star classic so I've done I've been doing this you know mm -hmm. um so coming to life and so why I'm happy is because I won a competition that one I was the only student Two, it was a social impact. I didn't really create anything as of yet. I mean, I'm creating a platform to be able to share and help as many people, particularly the, the world, ideally. Um, and these people made mouth guards, energy drinks. Yeah, <laughs> it was a variety of things. Right. I was like, how can I compete with this? And I know that my thing could reach so many people, but like, I'm still in that conceptual stage the you know that being the idea because I just need more funding to put it together I know exactly what it needs to be I didn't need to know all right where can I put it whose hands can I put it in I already have the material already made up so I'm just happy that it's getting recognized and it's getting recognized so much that 
even though the winner winner I won but I, I was one of the winners but one of the the grand prize I believe got ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars but even though I may not get them in the final stages I did get the previous stages I, I was a finalist I did get funding um, but this one to me means so much better just for the fact that I get a a trip to Adidas that's me dope. So I'm going to Portland. I've never been to Portland, number one. And number two, I'm going to Adidas headquarters. So yeah, okay, I didn't win monetary, but it's, you know, it's one of those things when you said, okay, you might didn't um, win the battle, but you gonna win the war. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of those things. Like I'm happy because now I'm getting recognized and now you put me in front of people that's way bigger than you talking about 10,000. You won 10,000, but you sitting me in front of, decision makers now because you asked me who I wanted to sit for and I was like do y'all know who y'all just asked <laughs> like and then I just found out Adidas signed Beyonce I called them I said I want to sit with the people who gave Beyonce the deal because if that's who I'm coming up to talk to that's who I want to talk to because <laughs> whoever she's signed with is who I want to sign with and that's where my brand and that is who I want to be affiliated with because I want these doors to be open but I also don't think that God's not going to bring me this far for me not to get there and so now that this door is going to be open and I get to go to Adidas, that $10,000, I can ask for a meal. I can ask for a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Or plus it could be way more than that because I may get a partnership deal or something. I may be able to collab with Beyonce. I may be able to collab with Derek Rose, whoever, uh, shoot, James Harden. I really need to get James Harden because James Harden is also an ASU it's alum. You know? yeah. yeah. Right? Well, then you throw in the ASU, and he got Adidas. He's with Adidas, mm. a door for Adidas. Then you throw that ASU affiliation. It's like, boom, ain't no reason why. we. That should be a connection easily. If anybody they're going to connect me with should be James Hart. And I think, I think, too, because like, like going on like our call when we first started the call about, about women empowerment, right? And I think what you're, what you're kind of doing is kind of saying, you, you, you give me a door, I'm, I'm going to walk in it. You know, and I think what I think what anyone can really learn from you is just saying, "I need, I need opportunity. That's all right. I need, and like, and, I, and I'll do the rest." I love what you're all about because you're saying, "Like, I need the chance, not not need the rest." I, that's all I need. That's all I need. I think with me, because I'm such a go getter and I'm so hungry, um, I am willing to wait. You starving? You you are hungry? You you starving? Mama, mamas know how to feed her cubs, right? Yeah. So I, 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 there's also a saying, I keep saying these things because they all align, right? They always say, you, you could take someone to the well, but you can't make them drink. Mm-hmm. Honey, you take me to the well. Please do take me into the well because I will take it from there. I just need the door to be open. I can, you know, finagle that because that's just what I do and that's just the grind that I have. And because of that, that's why I'm so excited for this door to be open. But I know that I'm going to work hard. I know that I learned all those things to make me a better person. And I have all that in my head. And because of that, that makes me the best candidate for anybody because the decisions that I make is because I've thought about all those different things that you're going to ask individually, all those different experts and those things. When I'm one person that already thought the same thing, those individual experts thought Hmm. one. And then two, I'm also going to have your best interest because I'm not going to be sitting here doing it for the hell of it. Like, no, I want to make sure that you're good and I'm going to make sure that 
the decisions that you make is going to excel you and protect you from years, decades, centuries to come for your, your grandkids, grandkids to be whatever. Because clearly from the African-American community, it's not really taught, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So you've, now that I've learned it, I, I want to implement it. You know what I mean? I want to make sure that you go the right way because they may not have the same upbringing that I may have, or they may not have the same resources and tools that I have. And because I have that, I want to share it with you all and get you to that point. So um, that empowerment thing, I just think don't let a woman or whatever reasons why you don't want to go with the woman. I think now it's a time for a woman. If you're going to make a decision of who you would want to represent you or to work for you. I think a lot of these men, I'm only going to speak for males because I feel like a woman's going to go to a woman. You know, I, I, it's, I'm, I don't want to say it's unfortunate because me getting into the business, when you talk to males now, they could be saying it for intimidation, competition reasons, but they'll say, well, why don't you go do women's sports? It's like, okay, the same reason why you don't do women's sports. How are you going to tell me because I'm a woman, I got to go to the women's sport. You know, we don't make no money. That's the reason why you ain't over there. So why are you telling me to go over there to get my way in when you not even over there? So I feel like that's the disrespect. And if I'm capable of doing a better job than this man is able to do, then why am I not getting a chance? Don't let it fool you that I'm a well-dressed, best-dressed, keep-myself-together, sharp woman fool you. Because that sharp woman that looks good, stays fly, also is sharp in the head can't nobody tell me that i work with judges judges on different levels so i don't have to go around and tell you that oh not only am i educated and she's worked with judges that should already tell you what type of caliber that i'm dealing with mm -hmm. easily so don't let the physical appearance judge you from what i'm actually bringing to the table and how you can also be strengthened and strengthened and be, and be protected so i think people need to give women chances you think of some fire tonight give me like, some give me a chance hire me tell your, tell your viewers to hire me because not only am i'm doing a 30 second elevator pitch oh no like go <laughs> go for it elevator pitch but you know you never know i mean and, and yeah i may be working with judges i kept saying like why do i keep going down this path because the doors for me to do my own firm or my own group hasn't really taken off as much. Um, but maybe God's telling me to be a commissioner of a league, you know, maybe it's bigger than what I'm seeing it to be. And I just don't see it when I'm over here just trying to help as many people as possible. When he's probably like, honey, <laughs> I'm taking you way bigger than what you have in mind, which is scary because he probably is. Hey, my, my hair birth is Ephesians 3.20. Like your dream for yourself is not as big as what he has for you, in a sense, you know. And I think he 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 plants us in places that we don't kind of see it sometimes, and it allows us to just, you know, just grow in bigger ways, you know. It's like, it's, it's like David, the story of David. You know, he's like David. You're gonna be a king one day, but you got to work right now. Right. Look, we can even bring out Joseph. Joseph's yeah. own family doing Yeah. But, I want I want to get you featured more and more nine point. I want to find a way to share your knowledge because. Because, like, when I started to think, I wanted to make it to where we're sharing the knowledge that's needed. And and I, and I can just tell by you talking that you have the knowledge and you have the heart for it. You know, that you really just genuinely want to, like, impact 
and and I, I respect that so much because it's needed, especially when it comes to athletes, because everyone else is kind of like just all want a dollar from us, right? And that, and but it's like sometimes if we need somebody to say like, yeah, I want a dollar, but also I want to help you get to where you want to go. Exactly. So and they need to do that because a lot of them end up hiring their homie. Sorry, mm-hmm. homie can't. Homie can't do this. What? Homie don't play that. <laughs> homie don't play that. Because homie is not fit for that role. But because you put homie in there because that's your best friend and you felt like, let me put him on my payroll. But that's not stop smart because now you are allocating money to an entourage that when that well runs dry, one, they ain't going to be around. Two, who's going to be responsible to maintain the payments on all them different things that you decided to buy for everybody? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be responsible for that? And when the money ain't coming in, not only are they gone, it's the, the debt's on you. On you. And if you can't pay it, you just made yourself 200 times worse than where you started off, when all that could have been prevented. You know what I mean? And then yeah. you hire a friend, but this friend can't even make the correct business choices for you. So it's things like that that really boil my skin because it's like if you're gonna do it that's fine but these get someone that's fit for that that's why i respect lebron james off the court but off the court i would give it to him i respect the fact that his home squad are people he grew up with but you got got an agent that was his friend and now not only does he got lebron james he has other Mm. you know names too easily and maverick and all them yeah the good squad yeah, from marketing to all that. And so at least with him, he did well. It's unfortunate you can't say that a lot about everybody. But you know what? Since we all agents and stuff, um, Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. he just signed with a black female agent. You know what that means? I just sat here talking about empowerment, about how give women a choice. When I saw that, and the draft hasn't started, because the draft, I believe, is next week. And... The number one pick went to a black woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyler Taylor. He make history as the first woman to get a number one pick in the NBA. A black woman? And mm-hmm. then on top of that, she got Zion. You know how many, excuse me when I say this, them white men are probably pissed and rolling around right now because they didn't get that, that meal ticket. Mm-hmm. Just to take it. Unfortunately, they probably going to take advantage of the little boy anyway. No disrespect. But I'm happy, and I just pray she does very well. I'm not saying that she doesn't. But Lisa Joseph, shout out to you. Kudos, because, honey, that black girl magic is serious and uh, is the epitome of it. She opened the door. I saw another agent, Nicole Lynn, um, another black female. Top. I, mean, I, I saw another female do it, but she wasn't black. She was white. Kim um, Meow, I believe that's her name. She's with Rock Nation. She had Saquon, mm-hmm. and then Nicole last year or this year got the number three pick. But she was the first black woman to get that high. So mm-hmm. now you need like me to come in so I can get that number one pick. There we go. There we go. So, you know, you just gotta do things. So that movement for women, I think it's the time. I mean, we just got a black woman as getting procuring the number one draft pick, the future draft pick in the league that everybody wants so bad. A black woman has them. So that's to tell you right there. Take this yeah. black woman here. <laughs> hey, it, now is now is that times. You know, it, the air, it, the opportunities are there. So for you, so what's next? You know, so 
after, after, after Portland, kind of even question for you. So after you go to Portland to Adidas, you know, so what's next? Just keep the journey going. So right now I work with the judge. So I think I'm going to get as much luring as possible because I want to, I don't want to have just the legal background. I want to make sure that I can be the best attorney that I can be because on or off, when I say on or off, as in, in the sports industry, not in the sports or entertainment industry, I want to be able to be the best attorney that I am because that is going to be my career at the end of the day anyway, because I will be a licensed attorney. But before I can say I'm going to be a licensed attorney, the next phase is to take the bar to become the licensed attorney. I have not done so, um, but the bar will be coming up and I will be hibernating for a little bit to be studying for that so I could be one and done. Um, I plan on taking Arizona and California so I can have the flexibility to do entertainment and also with the sports. So still working with judges, getting that much of a legal experience as much as possible, but I'm always going to have my nonprofit on the side. So if anybody needs any type of consultation, any type of advice, any kid need me, anybody need me, I'm always going to be available, especially for that, because I could talk like that all day. Okay. Get ready. <laughs> I'm, get ready. I'm gonna hit you up. <laughs> Bring people my way, like especially with kids. Like I think I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, um, you know, reach out to more of these AAU. I really would love. I maybe I'm gonna put this in the universe. Um, have you seen Friday Night Tights? Yeah. The little 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 league stuff. The little mm-hmm. kids that Pop Warner. Mm-hmm. Be kind of, it kind of be boiling my skin a little bit about how these coaches be talking and saying to these little kids. Like, I don't have a son, but, like, I feel some type of way about that. But with that being said, I brought them up because if they're already highlighting these young kids doing this and you see the parents' reactions and blah, 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 that's the show I need to be on to have this platform, to have that moment to to teach these parents and the coaches and these kids to keep the faith. And now we're getting that airtime. I'm educating. And now people know about it and we're sharing the brand. We're sharing the brand. We're sharing and we're educating. If this young kid was on his Friday night type at the age of seven or eight, boom, I got the age that I'm targeting. And now we can just move from there. We move from there. And then now someone's like, you got to holler at CC. You got to get that keep the faith. You got to get that just KTF because like, yo, she was helpful or that program is very helpful. It told me about some things that I didn't even know. Did you know that coach called me the other day? I didn't even know I couldn't even talk to the coach. I almost messed up Junior's, Junior's little thing because coach called me and I thought we were just having a regular conversation, not knowing that he called in the dead period. And now I could, he could, Junior could lose his eligibility and he ain't even signed yet. Yeah, boom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why they need me. So we put that in the universe. So all them little Pop Warner little videos or whoever's making reality TV shows, I need to be called on these shows. So now visibly you see me educating them. And then on top of that, we're marketing ourselves all at one time. For sure. So still my question for you. Social media yeah. wise, websites, where are you at? Okay, so particularly more on IG. So you can go to KT, KTF underscore group. Um, that's going to be the main business page. And then the nonprofit page is at just KTF, one word. So J U S T K T F. And then um, I have a website, it's the KTF group.com. 
Perfect. All my services, all my contact information, you can find that. We're building a YouTube station. And I think I'm going to do something different because my creativity juices are flowing and then you have all these free platforms. So I'm going to have a YouTube page because I don't think people understand the magnitude of the people that I'd be running into. Like I meet owners, I'm meeting heavy hitters. I'm, I'm, I network like mm-hmm. the wealth that I have. And I think people probably think I'm all talk. I haven't gotten anywhere and it just amazes me how I know so many people. So I thought to myself, I think I'm going to start filming. Like, feeling myself make these moves because I don't think people really believe it to the point where I need you to be to understand, as this Black woman that's been doing this, this is why you need to, you thought I was all talk, you thought I was on show because I don't have a Kobe Bryant or I don't have a LeBron James. You may not give me the opportunity when all I need is just one, honey. Just one. No one even thought. Like, Charles saying... He's he a great dude too. Like 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 he's good people. Like he's he's like he's legit a good person. So he definitely take like Charles more. Like now he's out in Australia playing, so but he's from I think think down on, on the on the East Coast, but definitely he's a good dude. See look, see God brings people your way and he a god godly man. So mm-hmm. he already know God knows. That's that kingdom connection. So yeah. I was like, all, right, all I need is one and I can mm-hmm. work my magic like that so yeah so youtube eventually will be coming because i think i'm just going to start my own show and on my own rights and then a network is going to want to pick it up and i'll be like nope because everybody can see it on mine and we're going to keep the money in-house boom that's how we you fire you fire you that's why i'm so glad that you gave me the time to share it because it's like that's all i need like when someone has something that that can share my message is just like, look, I'm doing this. I just don't have the platform. I'm sorry, I don't have two hundred thousand people yet, but they coming. And they coming. I'm saying two hundred thousand, but it may be two hundred mil. Yeah. You never know. We gonna make it. We gonna keep the faith. We gonna keep the faith. Yeah, let's keep. The, that was good. Keep keep the faith, man. That 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 was a good title. Hey. And then we go back to the new saying that we learned by Top Pete. See, you gonna be should have, would have, could have, and all you could have did was just keep the faith. I love it. See you, I, I can talk to you all day, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you go. Thank you. Um. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started with a Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at NinePoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.